Welcome back to That's What's Up. I'm Harold Strickland, and I'm here to tell you what's up. Ooh, new intro. Ooh, I'm knocking that. Came up out on the spot, you know what I'm saying? Mm, 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 mm. Anywho, um, so um, Harold Strickland, me, has listened to the debut album from young rapper Jack Harlow called That's What They All Say. It's a 15-track album with around 45 to 48 minutes of track time with a few songs that are like two minutes-ish to keep the pace going and everything. Um, I've never listened to a Jack Harlow album, uh, but I was going to. I, I wanted to listen to Sweet Action a couple of days ago. I was just like, no, I just want to listen to some albums I haven't heard of. Uh, and Sweet Action is one of his mixtapes, apparently. I thought it was an album, but nope, mixtape. Uh, so... Yeah, I want to listen to that, and I never got around to it, and then he announced this, so I was like, you know what, um, I, I'm going to listen to this, uh, he says debut album, and some of the features were really, like, caught my eye a lot, so, yeah, Jack Carlo, if you don't know, is a Kentucky-born rapper, um, he, his mom was, like, a painter, and then his dad was, like, a house builder, Something like that, if I remember it right. He mentioned it in Baxter Avenue, one of his songs on the album. Uh, yeah, and uh, he has, I think personally, he has the best beat selection in all of hip-hop right now. Every beat he gets is so good. It's unbelievable. Like, he doesn't pass, He like, if he, he I, I feel like he's very particular about what kind of beat he wants. And although they sometimes kind of have the same vibe to it, um, they're all unique in its own way. And it really works out in his favor. Uh, his most popular song, What's Poppin', uh, came out... Well, it was on his mixtape, and now it's on his album. So I I know labels sometimes do that when a rapper is like gaining popularity. They put one of their biggest songs, even if it was from a past project, on... Um, on their newest album so there's that and yeah it was um it was quite the experience experience it wasn't that great big but i honestly it was either it was either listening to this or listening to kid cuddy man on the moon three uh i think i've heard more good stuff about cuddy's album but i also had like a friend coming over the night i was listening to it so, um, so like I needed something quick and this was the shorter album. <laughs> and yeah. And then, uh, I've never heard a single Kid Cudi album. So I don't know. I felt it might be weird to start at the ending and not at the beginning or even the middle. So yeah. Anywho, um, let's get into the review. Oh, by the way, Jack Harlow had a huge um, remix to his song, uh, What's Poppin' with baby Tory Waynes and Lil Wayne, which I'll discuss later in this podcast. Uh, he's also very funny. Uh, he has, he's a very humorous guy on Instagram. I don't think I could repeat any of his jokes. Anyway, <laughs> um, track one, Rendezvous. I gave it an eight out of ten. All of these ratings will be out of ten if you're new here, if you're one of the two people that is not, <laughs> that are, like, new, that aren't, like, my family, um, 
rendezvous, I give it an 8. Pros, well, like I said in the intro, uh, the beat, um, always, you're always going to find a good beat with Harlow. Um, he also had some potential foreshadowing. Um, he said in his song something about, like, just wait until track 3. And track 3 is called 21C Delta. Um, I think it's, tw- it's a two-part song. So there's a part called 21C, and then there's a part called Delta. Uh, so there's foreshadowing in that. He also had this uh, bar that was, if I didn't rap... If I didn't rap, then I would be a good masseuse. Fun fact, but it's a hidden talent because she rubbing my back. All these different cities, I'm becoming sidetracked. I thought that was a solid bar. Um, not more than solid because I put it in prose. If I didn't think much of it, I probably wouldn't put it there. But uh, yeah, I thought, I don't know. I, I liked his delivery with that. And uh, the outro was also good of the song. Uh, cons, it was a good song, I just don't think I'll revisit it much, um, when I listen to rap, uh, it tends not to be, like, any, like, deep or, like, slow stuff, I mean, sometimes it is, there's obviously exceptions, but, um, I think unless I listen to this album in its entirety again, I'm not going to, um, oh, yawn. I bet I bet ten dollars all you guys yawned with me. All all three of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good song. I just don't think I'll revisit it much. Is what it is. Nothing knocking it. Track two, Face of My City, Feet Will Baby. I did not like this song at not at all. Cause I I gave it a five and a half. Um it wasn't that it was a bad song. Like the beat um the beat was good. And I just, yeah, Pete was good and Baby was good. Uh, a pro was that, like, one of my only pros for this song was that Baby's verse, Little Baby's verse, was I enjoyed. Problem is, um, I felt like the beat was just way too trappy for Jack Harlow. Like, keep in mind, Jack Harlow, he's a white kid, which is, oh, hell, that's racially blah, blah, blah. No, I'm just saying, hip-hop is a black art form made by African-Americans, and, I don't know, when you just have, it kind of sounds weird when you have a white kid trying to be super trappy, not that he was, like, talking about, like, any of, like, the super, like, gangster rap things, but it was just, I don't know, the beat just felt way too, um... I, I don't even know the word, man. It's uh, It just felt way too... I don't know. You, I, I'm sure you guys understand what you mean. If you don't, um, hit me up on Instagram at Harold Strickland. Shameless plug. That's what's up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was that. Um, there was also a little bit of a weird flow in the beginning uh, from Jack. And then... Oh, here's what I wrote. So... Too trappy of beat for Jack. Usually Jack's um, trap is a little more upbeat in its um, trap. Alright, I'm going to write down every time I say trap. Uh, I'm sure that's like six by now, right? Um, It just felt a little too much. Like too... How do I say this? Like usually trap is... There's like two types of trap. There's like gangster dark trap. 
which is like what you'll see on like a 21 Savage album. But then there's like Happy Trap, where it's like a major melody in like the major key um, and all that. And this one just, it was just felt too like harsh and um, mean, I guess is a word, for someone like Jack Harlow, who's quite the opposite. Um, that, I think I said trap one more time, so I'm giving myself seven traps. Um, but yeah, five out of five, and the outro chorus, um, I didn't really love either. So, yeah. Track three, 21C slash Delta, I gave this a seven. Um, pros, it was melodic, um, it's not on the, there's no featured artists on the song, at least it doesn't say so. But it does feature this person named Millie Golighty. Never heard of her or him or they. Gotta, you know. But, um, but yeah, I thought she, I thought they, I'm just going to say they, because it sounded like a female voice, but, you know, you can never be too careful nowadays. So, um, they had a nice voice, um, and they provided some nice vocals. Um, it was catchy, the song was very, there was a catchy hook, and the song was decently catchy too, um, the beat switched, both beats were pretty good, uh, and then Jack Carlo had a nice bar, uh, she ain't flying in spirit, she's a Delta female dog, not the kind with pyramids, so that's obviously talking about Spirit Airlines, is there a, I'm going to say there's Spirit Airlines because I feel like I've heard something about Spirit Airlines. If there isn't, sue me. Okay, good. Um, I was talking about that. So it was like kind of like, and then she's talking about like she's not flying in her own spirits. Like she's like not in like a good mood or whatever. Uh, that's at least how I interpreted it. Um, but yeah, it was nice. Um, cons, some strange word choices. Um here, let me let me go check real quick. While you guys are here, um, how's your day? My day was good. Um, I took a driver's ed test, right? And you know, I got down all my questions, a hundred questions, by the way. And then the Google form reloaded where I was taking the test, so I lost every single answer. So yeah. Um, sidetracked? Yeah, maybe. But, um, yeah, it was very annoying. Thought you guys should know that. This is also filler, so you guys can not say, oh, Harold waits too long to talk. Because I do sometimes. Ah, oh, come on, where is it? I swear, come on. Mercury makes no no. Oh my god. No, it's probably not that important if I can't if I can't. <laughs> okay. Alright. Yep, I can't find it. I know there was some word choices that I thought were a little interesting to put in it, like not like your normal words you would use. But yeah, that was that. 
I don't know if this style was that great for Jack, um, but like it's hard to be versatile when two of your biggest songs, when three of your biggest songs are kind of like Happy Trap and two of the three are the same beat for one because one's a remix. It's kind of hard to branch out and try something different. But um, I think that maybe that's just something he needs to work on. I don't know. Um, I just felt like maybe the melodic thing, like I, if I remember correctly, it was kind of like Drake, Drake melodic singing and strapping, ringing, ringing. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what I would call it. So maybe he just needs to work on that. Uh, I gave the rating a seven. Uh, now you also know about my Driver's Ed day. Let's go. Next track, that is track four. Funny seeing you here. I gave this a 7.5. Uh, pros, let's see, what does it say? You say that I play too much, but we both know I've been a child. So children play, and he's saying he's been childish and everything, you know? I thought that was good. Um. I thought it was cool because Seventh Matter was like a deep. It was like a deep song about wanting to get, um, wanting a girl who's already in like a serious relationship. So, it's um, yeah, it was. I thought that was, it was interesting to hear from Jack Carlo because again, when you have these rappers that blow up from like really party esque, party esque. Uh, or even like in Juice World's case, like the emotional ask, uh, it's kind of hard to hearing. It's kind of not hard. It's different hearing them talk about something that they aren't really known for. So I got that uh, from it. Um, let's see. Who you take? She also said, "Who you taking to? Who you talk? Oh my God! Can I read? Who you talking to now? Are y'all not about to tie a knot?" Hope not. Speak now. Hold your peace. I will make that show stop. So, and he's saying, like, I will, if I'm invited to the wedding, or if not, I want you so bad that I will stop the wedding and object to it. I think that was one of them pretty self-explanatory, but, you know, but for someone who's not that great of an analysis, um, analyst, uh, you know the it's nine o'clock and it's already too late for me. Jeez. Um, next, I he also said um, expletive it up between us because I want you and every thought. So he he was saying like I want you, but he's also he it gives him he's giving off the impression that he just wants just any girl he wants, which is not the case. So he's trying to you know, work, not work on it, but, you know, try to show her opposite. Uh, the cons of the song, don't know if melodic background voices were the mood for the, or the move, I think that meant move, were the move for this track. Um, yeah, there was, I remember there was some, like, it was like one of those melodic hip-hop beats with, like, the vocals in the back that are, like, edited and everything. And I think that's what they tried to do here. Um, not tried, because they did it, obviously. But, I don't know, I feel like it would have been better if there was no, like, sampled vocals or anything in this, for the beat. Um, 
All right, next song. This is track five, Way Out, featuring Big Sean. Big Sean came off an incredible 2020, dropping my second favorite album of the year, I think, with Detroit 2. Um, rating, I gave it an eight. Uh, the pros, the hook, the beat, Jack's flow. Um, and then Big Sean also had a nice bar saying, uh, I get paid to do me. That's a fact check. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to explain that one because it's kind of hard to explain, but it's also pretty self-explanatory. I thought that was, um, I thought that was a nice bar. Uh, Big Sean also had, um, can I, okay. Okay, so he said in the song, uh, do you want to blank? He said, do you want, and then he gets cuts off, and then someone says yes, and he goes, hold up, I ain't even asked yet. Um, so I thought that was just kind of funny and well played out. Um, the verses were nice from both sides. Sean's was a little graphic. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it it didn't, like, bother me. I'm just, it was, it was a little, like, jeez, okay. Um, the verses were good, and it was melodic. Um, you know that? <laughs> I really need to stop singing these and just get off my lazy behind and just put part of the song into the podcast. But yeah, that was that. And then, um, Sean, but at the beginning, Sean's flow didn't really seem to fit too well in the song. Um, I don't know why, it just felt a little unorthodox. But as the verse went on, it actually started to fit really well with the beat and the song. So yeah, I gave that an eight. I know I already said that, but just in case you forgot during my minute and a half of rambling about the way, way out. <laughs> Uh, next song, Already Best Friends Feet, Chris Brown. Now, uh, okay, I'm not going to lie. I was really excited when I saw this song on the track list. I'm not going to lie, and here's why. Chris Brown is an interesting fella. He, you know, had the incident with Rihanna back in like 2009 or 10, something like that. And that was no bueno. There's no excusing that. But I separate the art from the artist. At least that's what I do. I understand people just can't do that. But I like to separate the art from the artist. I do not support what he did. But um, what can I say? I think he's one of the most talented people on the planet right now. He He can act. He can sometimes act. He can rap. Like, very well, if you want, like, an example, listen to Stranger Things by him and Joyner Lucas. Uh, I Don't Die by him and Joyner Lucas. But, yeah, and his voice is angelic, too. Um, like, I, it's just so good. It's, it's like a very soothing voice he has. Um, and he knows how to use it well. So what can I say? If, if he... He would definitely be one of the biggest people on the planet if he did not have that whole issue with Rihanna. That That's just a fact. But, you know, you can't change what's in the past, and some people won't forgive you for that. But anyway, already best friends. I gave that an 8. Um, 
I thought it was a nice show of versatility from Jack. Like, I remember back up, I said uh, in 21C slash Delta, it's hard to be versatile when you're a new up-and-coming rapper who has two songs that are pretty big that are one style. So everyone expects you to repeat that style. But um, he showed nice versatility here. Uh, Chris Brown's vocals, like, he just something about, like, listening to, like, a hook and it's just having Chris Brown, like, riff off some notes in the background. It's just so nice. Um, and the hook, I liked. Cons, uh, I don't know if there was supposed to be storytelling in the song, but if there was, I felt like it wasn't executed poorly. Uh, I didn't write down any specific lyrics that made me think this, but I don't know, it just felt like there was some parts of the song, especially at the end, where it was trying to tie, like, he was having a conversation with a girl, and it was trying to tie in some, like, bars from earlier, um, but it didn't really, no, not that it didn't really, I just think it could have been more obvious if that's what they were trying to go with. Uh, next track, this is track one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, halfway there almost. Uh, Keep It Light, I gave that also an eight. This is... He's kind of on a hot hot streak right now. Pros, it was kind of the deepest song. Uh, I know it was kind of like talking about uh, how fake people turn kind of fake when you um, kind of get big. Like they were like messing with you when you were like underground, and they were like messing with you before that because they knew that it was like you. It was like their responsibility to say like hey, go listen to this guy. I found him. They get the satisfaction of knowing that they found an artist they like that's not big. But when that does happen and they do, like, blow up, it suddenly changes. I know I've done this before. Um, I remember there was this rapper named Travis Thompson who uh, I really I, I really liked his music. I found him, believe it or not, on a Macklemore song. <laughs> Uh, back when Macklemore was my favorite artist, <laughs> but um, yeah, I he had a verse on a song on his last album, and then I liked it, so I checked out more of what he does. Uh, I really liked it. Then he signed a deal with Epic Records. I don't know, it's just something about his latest album just kind of felt different to me. Um, and it's not like he blew up. I don't even think he has a million Spotify monthly listeners, but. I don't know. I think it's something we all do, but he's but Jack's kind of talking about um, like how this kind of affects him in a way. Um, uh, so I liked verse two, the sampled vocals, the beat, of course, it's Jack Carlo. Um, verse two, and then not in touch with fake friends. That's why I think I put my summary is. Uh, he also put I put too much work. I put too much work in just to call it fate. And he's like, talk, talk your talk, man. Talk your talk, you know. You gotta do what you gotta do. And then his mom, I think, had a little outro to the song. And I thought that was really nice. Um, to be honest, there wasn't a con I could really think of. There wasn't, like, a song I could... Uh, <laughs> there wasn't, like, a part of the song that I was like, I don't really like this. But... I don't, I don't know. It's just, I guess, it's, I could have liked it definitely better, but there wasn't something that I would 
when someone would like point out and I'd be like, no, that part's bad. Uh, so yeah, that is keep it light. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. All right, track eight, Cream. Not much to say about this song. Um, beat was good, but some melodies just sounded a little ugly. Uh, a little unorthodox. Um, it just sounded like some, the melody should have gone one way when it went the other way. It just didn't make it sound good. Uh, I gave it a seven. And then track nine, which is, I think, my second favorite song on the album. Wait, track seven, eight, nine. Yeah, track nine. Same guy, Feet, the man, the myth, the legend, Adam Levine of Maroon 5. Uh, rating, I gave it a 9. Um, the guitar beat, like, I was in Stank Face. If you guys don't know what Stank Face is, it's got, like, imagine you, like, smell like a fart, right? And, like, it's like the Tyler Hero, like, gnarl, you know? It's just, like, when you hear it and you hear the beat, and you're just nodding your head. Yeah, that's what I call Stank Face. Uh, so I was in it when I first heard this beat, because the beat is beyond incredible. Uh, Levine's vocals, I don't know, it's just something about hearing, like, a pop singer, uh, give out, like, harmonize or, like, riff off certain lines with, like, their own melodies. It's just really nice to hear, especially when, I guess when it's, like, more high-pitched, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I like that. Um, I would have liked to see Levine, oh, wait, sorry. Um, Levine vocals, the hook was good, the verses were good, and the choir at the end, I really liked. I'm a sucker also for, like, gospel choirs coming in, um, at, in a rap song, like an ultra light beam, <laughs> like, that's one of my favorite songs of all time, then War Baby by Roddy Rich, uh, ultra light beams by Kanye West, but War Baby by Roddy Rich, um, the last song in his album, and it's, like, closed out by, like, a choir who did the hook for him that he, like, uh, made. So, I don't know yet. I, I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for all of that. And, yeah, um, I really liked it. It would have been interesting to see a Levine verse, though. Not that I would expect him to rap, but, I don't know, like, Chris Brown had a verse. And uh, this is more like a little, if I remember right, it's a little more lovey-dovey-ish. Not really, though. Um... So, I don't know, would have been cool to see Levine get a verse, but yeah. Uh, that's track number nine. Hey, track number nine, I gave it a nine. How about that? Uh, Route 66, track 10. Fee, I think that's established G. It's ESTG. I'm just, okay, I'm just going to call him ESTG because I don't know if that means established or if that stands for something else. Rating, nine and a half. Uh, verse 1, I liked. The verse 1 flow, I liked. The wordplay, it was nice. Uh, he had a line. Because uh, Jack Harlow is a big basketball fan, you'll see why in the next track, actually. Um, but I'm from the white side, like Hassan, because Jack Harlow is white. And there's a there's a very good defensive center in the league named Hassan Whiteside. Uh, he plays for the Portland Trailblazers. He had some great seasons with Miami. And he, like... Played overseas at one point and then came back to the States. So, yeah. Um, not that 2K ratings matter, but he was like an 84 <laughs> rating in 2K. So, take that what you want. 
Uh, 2K is also a basketball game for my family, who probably doesn't know that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, I like that. Um, but there was um, there was some part of the song where he was like, eh, bah, 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 bah. like, he would repeat, like, the same one-syllable word and then find a rhyme for it and then repeat that one-syllable word three times. Um, so, I don't know. I, um... I, I didn't really like that. I don't know why I put that in prose, because I did not like that. Uh, G seemed to be offbeat, though, in the cons. Um, I felt like... I don't know. He just seemed to be offbeat at first. And, like, uh, same thing with the... um With the... Uh, oh, my God. Who... Who... With the... Um, not the not the same thing with Big Sean because Big Sean was on beat, but it, like same thing with Big Sean though, like it got better over time. So yeah, uh, track oh god nine ten oh, track eleven. Actually, this is probably my second favorite song on the album. Uh, Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is a guard for the reigning Eastern Conference champions, Miami Heat. Dropped 37 in Game 4 against the Celtics in the conference finals. Uh, well, great shooter from Kentucky. Jack Harlow's from Kentucky. Uh, which is funny because Jack Harlow's a Louisville, uh, Louisville fan, like the college. Uh, and Tyler went to Kentucky, and they're both rivals. So yeah, it was that. Um, I thought... I I love the song so much. It's like constantly on my I'm playing it. Uh, the beat, as always, is incredible. It has that little flute uh, melody. That's really nice. Um, I like for some reason this bar. The opening bar stands out to me a lot. It's the ones that hate me the most look just like me. So you know, just you know, like you hate me, but you look just like me. It's like because Jack Harlow is white, and he feel like he's getting like a lot of praise from like the hip hop community. But the people that seem to hate him in the hip-hop community are white people. Uh, that happened with um, the House of the Lab Artists. Um, I see it with even Eminem, you can make the case. Um, so black people... I, okay, I'm not going to go into stereotypes, but... You know, it's just... It's, one race obviously shows more welcome to certain white artists than others. And uh, it always seems like the other... The other um, race seems to not really agree. Sorry, let me quickly nab my freaking my freaking charger real quick. Um, plug in. There we go. Uh, he also had a line about um, I've been trying to pop now. I'm on like Shumpert. There's a basketball player named I'm on Shumpert. Um. I thought it was a good line for a bad player. <laughs> I know Shumpert's, I think he's a champion with the Cavs in 2016. But uh, he's, 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 he's not good. Iman, if you're listening to this, I know you could probably beat me in a basketball one-on-one. Maybe not, because I got handles and my jump shot's wet. And I could grab your ankles. But besides the point, um, yeah. 
I thought it was a good one for a bad player. Sorry. Sorry, Mom, if you're listening. I love you. <laughs> what was that? Oh, God. It's so late for me. And it's only 9.25. Um, Jack Carl also had a nice line. I'm about to globe trap when they know a vaccine. Luckily, the vaccines are coming. Um, I've been wanting to get into concerts for such a long time. Um, I really want to see a Roddy Rich concert, but any you know what? Even Jack Carl concert, it'd be sick to see what's popping live. Um, and then he also said, "Y'all well dressed, but you ain't got soul, and you just can't sew it on." I thought that was a bar and a half bars. All right, this is my new thing. Whenever there's a good bar, I'm going to go bars. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Maybe I need like a soundboard that goes bars. Yeah. Um, only con I really have is that the hook is pretty long. Um, yeah, it's it's like you you think that the hook is actually a verse until he repeats it again. You're like, oh, that's the hook. So yeah, that was it. Um, so that was track. 10, 11, 12. I, I, I'm sure you guys are loving hearing me count what track this is all over. Uh, track number 12, Love is Dro. Uh, L-U-V is D-R-O. I think that's a Uzi Vert reference. But yeah, Love is Dro. Static Major and Bryson Tiller. I gave it an 8. Oh, Tyler here, I gave it a 9.5. Um, Love is Dro. I gave it an 8. I like the intro. It was a little lovey-dovey, but um, I don't know. I think if you could pull off the lovey-dovey type song, I, I think it could be great songs. Um, Static Major making a great first impression. Never heard of this guy before. And Bryce Tiller, I think I've heard like one or two songs a while ago. But... It was kind of a first impression for both artists, but like I don't know who Stack Major is, but he made a good first impression. Um, there was a bar. Um, okay, all right, all right. Here's the verdict on this bar. Yes, I had to get it twice: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now take them denims off. Take off this linen. Not bars. Um, that was. Yeah, man. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> I didn't. I it was just like, oh, I wrote, if you can't, do you think you can mention this on the podcast? Just say the clothing material bars. The clothing material bars. You guys didn't hear anything, okay? Promise me. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> oh my god. I'm still getting used to this podcast. This is like my sixth podcast. I'm getting used to it. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Joe Rogan who? I'm almost there. Harold Rogan. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a weird bars to say. I gave it an 8, though. So, yeah. Here we are towards the 14th track, I want to say. What's Poppin'? The song that made Jack Harlow Jack Harlow. I gave it an 8.5. The main pro, of course, is the beat. The boop, 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 boop. Uh, the little piano thing. That's that's really nice. Um, man, it's just... It sucks because I feel like the beat is what made this song as good as it is, but Harlow definitely 
held his own to it. Um, the hook, uh, obviously, I like the sample in the beat. I'm pretty sure it's the sample. The piano, boop, 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 what's popping? Um, not the what's popping part, but like the piano part. Pretty sure that's sampled. I feel like I've heard it before. Uh, not, no, I'm not thinking, oh, I know it from this song. I've definitely heard that piano thing before, I think. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it's a sample. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear my phone vibrating, but it is. <laughs> um, let's see, where, where'd it go? Uh, the flow is nice. Uh, he writes well with beats. Um, and then he said, uh, I'm getting real sick of taking advice. From people that never, oh, so my phone vibrates this whole time, then when I get another text from someone, it goes, boop, boop. that's kind of whack. Um, I'm getting real sick of, I'm getting real sick of taking advice from people that never could stare at reflections. Bars. That's a bar, man. Cons, he did rhyme Graham with Graham uh, once. He said, well, boys want to diss on the gram or something. You want this on the gram? Oh, boys want this on the gram. They try to diss on the gram. Something like that. It's just like, if you're a rapper and you're rhyming the same word together, even if it means something else. Actually, no, I take that back. But he meant the same thing here. He meant the gram both times, like Instagram. But, like, if it's something like... um. Um, what's a good word? What's a good double entendre? Um, like raisin, okay. Uh, you could say something like, I'm eating raisins. A kid, I'm raisin. You know, it's like the same word, but do different meanings. So that's when I think it's okay. Second to last track, the penultimate, as the Brits say. Baxter Avenue, rating 7, oh, what's popping, 8.5. Baxter Avenue, 7.5. Prose is a real mental song. He, like, looks back at his wrongdoings. Um, he, like, talks about his parents, of course. Jack Harlow, the beat. Um, he said she's a businesswoman, but I got her playing favorites. Bars. Uh, mentions his job at Enterprise Before Fame. I thought it was interesting because it's kind of interesting hearing, like, rags-to-riches stories, you know? Not that Aaron Price is, like, rags-to-riches, but because um, he was he's still young enough to probably be living in his parents' house. But, yeah, it was, um, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just like hearing bars like that. Um, cons, I, th I did think there was a bar that I think, oh, sorry. There was a bar that I think could be misleading. Uh, he said he's a 50 fixy. He, he's a 50 fixy. Oh my God. He's a 50 50 mixture, regardless of. Wait. What? I'm sorry. Okay, so he had a bar that says he's a 50 50 mixture, for, and he was talking about himself there. Uh, I think whatever context that is, it's still a little, um, risky when you're white and you're, like, now saying that you're, it could be interpreted as you are biracial. 
but uh, he does, he Larry clarifies it when he said, always wondered to myself if I could really be a leader of a group of brown-skinned boys when I'm not brown-skinned. So, yeah, there was that. Um, so he did clarify that. I just thought he probably should have been a little more careful. Uh, not that it was risky. I'm rambling. Not that it was risky, but he could have been a little more careful with how it could have been interpreted, even though he did clarify it in the end. Anyway, I thought this definitely should have been the closing track, and what's popping remix should not have been the closing track. Uh, I don't really like when we know what the outro track's going to be. Um, when, like, they release a single, then they're like, oh, this is the last track. So, um, yeah, I thought this would have been a perfect outro track. But now we get into the final track, the teen. Final track, what's Backstab 7.5? Uh, final track, what's poppin' remix? Feet the baby, Tory Lanes, Mr. Shooter himself. And Lil Wayne. I gave this song 9.5. It's one of my favorite songs this year. Uh, the beat is so good. I love this beat so much. Like, it's funny because this beat could make anyone sound good. Like, I could get my 83-year-old grandma to hop on this beat. She could be saying whatever she wants. It could even be offbeat. And this beat, the song will still sound good. That's I, that's that's how confident I'm in in this beat. Um, so I like the baby, and Tory Lanez's verses were insanely good. Jack Carlo also had a great verse, but he, it's not that he got washed, but because he's I wouldn't say he's washed, but he did, I wouldn't say he got washed like Eminem washed Jay Z on Renegade, but I would say that Davey and Tory definitely by far had the better verses. Um, uh, Jack also had a, a nice, um, bar. Uh, I keep it thorough. I got five chicks in New York. That means one in each borough. I'm in the pocket like borough. When I'm back home, they treat me like Robert De Niro. Bars. Uh, just like the cadence that he used to of it. It was just so nice. Um, and then flows from baby and Tori. Tori, he may have shot Megan Thee Stallion. Not Megan Stallion's fine if you didn't know, but he like shot her in the foot. But he, it's so unfair that he murked this beat. Like he had the second best verse, but he murked this beat. Um, it's just man, he's um he's a really talented guy. Um, again, I don't really agree with what he does outside of music because. He's also pulled guns out on a YouTube rapper named Dax. So, besides that, the guy's pretty good, I'd say. Uh, but DaBaby also had a nice verse. He kind of had the same DaBaby type um, verses or like flow, but uh, he had this one cadence where it's like, bit of Batman, um, he did that like twice over and it worked perfectly with the beat. Like he, he rhymed when there was like a kick or something like that. So yeah, I, um, I, uh, I liked it from that. Cons, only real con I had, Wayne's verse felt a little filler and copy-ish. 
uh, and his verse was pretty slow. It was like he had like a lot of time in between his lines. He's like, "What's that?" You know, uh, so I didn't really like that. And for one of the goats, I feel like to be washed by the baby. Not that the baby's not the baby's good, but there's no question Will Wayne's much much better. So I don't know, but apparently this is a thing Will Wayne does where he when he remixes a song. He takes, like, lines from the original song and kind of, like, tweaks them and puts it into his verse. Problem is, that just sounds like you're just being lazy and copying. Uh, here's an example. Um, in the original song, the hook says, what's poppin'? Brand new whip, brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. I could pass that female dog like Stockton. And then Wayne said in his verse... I could pass that female dog like magic. Um, and he t they both had to throw a ball in the end zone and put a, put a bleep in the friend zone. Ooh, ooh. Um, so yeah, there was that. Um, I feel like I definitely talked more about this verse than I should have, but we're going to keep going. 45 minutes? Shish! Uh-oh. What is... The maximum point time for segments is 60 minutes. Keep an eye on the clock. Thank you, Anchor. Thank you. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, that was my freaking swag money review of That's What They All Say by Jack Harlow. Um, If I were to give this album a rating, hmm. Oh, usually I just find like the average of all the songs, right? I I think it's like an eight to eight and a half. Um, actually, yeah, seven and a half to eight. I'd say. Um, I don't know. Like, I liked it. There are some songs that I didn't really like, or some songs that I find pretty mediocre. But I don't know. The production is always going to be a big part for me. So yeah, thank you guys all for watching. Uh, for those who are wondering, I didn't say trap after I said it like seven times earlier. So the trap counter is at seven. That's pretty swag money. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to probably put out another one this week. Uh, Man on the Moon 3. I hear that album's actually really good. Apparently it has zero skips and 18 tracks. Uh, so if it took me 47 minutes to do a 15-track, it should probably... Okay, I need to work on not rambling and getting my thoughts quicker than 45 minutes. But hey, if you enjoyed it, um, I sincerely thank you. Make sure you follow the podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, for all my... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm closing this out like a YouTuber. I'm, I'm just going to stop. Thank you all for listening, even if you didn't listen the entire 48 minutes or so. Um, Man on the Moon 3, coming next. Bye.